Kevin August and his family are shocked to discover that his neighbor and client, Dr. Delroy Davidson, has been murdered. The August family must outwit mafia thugs, scheming widows, and vindictive families. But can Delroy's killer be forced out of hiding before Kevin or someone he loves becomes the next victim? Find out on Never As It Seems. Chapter 3 After his time on the couch, Kevin was going to head upstairs to get ready for bed. To his surprise, his cell phone went off. Once Kevin looked at his phone, he saw that Amber was calling him. For a few seconds, he wondered if he should answer the phone or not. Since he was about to sleep, he believed it was a good idea to answer the call in case she would call again later in the night. Hello? Kevin answered. I need you right now. His right eyebrow was raised. Need me for what, Amber? While I'm in town, I'm going to hire you as my lawyer. Upon hearing this, Kevin realized that Gerald had finally got in touch with her. What he didn't expect was her reaction to it. Not only was this a surprise to him, but being her lawyer was the last thing he wanted to end his night with. There were tons of other lawyers in the area who probably would have loved to represent her. Kevin didn't understand why she would believe he was willing to help her out. They were former neighbors, so that might be one reason. Another reason might be the fact that he was a Christian man. Despite those two possibilities, he didn't think Amber left town with pleasant thoughts towards him. Don't you realize what time it is? You're acting like it's midnight. Listen, it's not like I want to call you this late at night, but it doesn't matter to the cop who wants to talk with me about Delroy's death. Amber, if you have nothing to hide about Delroy's murder, then you have nothing to fear. Wrong. I don't know this cop at all. For all I know, he might want to pin the murder on me just so he doesn't have to do much work for himself. Kevin wanted to inform Amber how Gerald was trustworthy, but Amber would realize how the two men communicated with each other. Don't you think it's strange you're asking your ex-husband's lawyer to represent you? Kevin, if it mattered to me, I wouldn't have called in the first place. He lowered his head, closed his eyes, and then took a deep breath. It was still Monday night, and he was exhausted. Despite his reluctance, he wasn't sure if he could live with himself if Amber was questioned without a lawyer. For all he knew, she might have slipped on something Gerald asked, and all of the detectives' focus would have been on her. Kevin couldn't allow that to happen. So, are you going to help me or not? Gerald began to question Amber with Kevin by her side. No matter how much Kevin didn't want to be there, he made sure not to show it on his face. His prayer was for this interrogation 
to end as soon as possible. When it came to sitting in that room late at night, he felt as if he was getting too old for it. I'd like to ask you about your relationship with your ex-husband. What about it? Kevin didn't say a word. All he had to do was give his client a stern look. Then she fixed her posture. What would you like to know, detective? Tell me how things started and how it ended. To make a long story short, things were amazing in the beginning. I'm honestly not trying to sound cliche when I say that. We met in the hospital, actually. Delroy wasn't my doctor, but when I saw him walk past my room, I wasn't going to let him walk away from me that easily. As Amber seemed to be enthralled by this memory, Kevin fought hard not to roll his eyes. What were you in the hospital for? Sprained my wrist. After Delroy and I met, we exchanged numbers, got close, then got close enough to get married. As you know, now the two of us had two beautiful children together. Wasn't enough to keep us together though. What went wrong though? The two of us wanted different things in life. And that's why the two of you divorced? Because the two of you refused to accept what you, where you wanted to go in life? With what Kevin remembered about the divorce all those years ago, Gerald had no idea how much this woman was keeping from him. Okay, with all the years you've been married to Delroy, do you have any idea who might have killed you? Amber shook her head in slow motion. My ex-husband was a doctor, didn't make him a saint. Maybe one of his colleagues were jealous of his ability and wanted him gone. I don't know. Got any more questions for me? No, you're free to go, but I will stay in touch for as long as you're in town. While Kevin and Amber were outside of the police station, the lawyer wasn't sure how long she would be in town for Gerald to speak with her again. After the funeral, she would most likely leave town again. Since the two of them were far away from Gerald, Kevin needed to ask her a question he was dying to ask in the interrogation room. Why didn't you tell Gerald about the real reason you and Del were divorced? I did. No, Amber, you didn't. Gerald doesn't know how you, you were unfaithful to Delroy, which led to you having an abortion. Years before, when Delroy informed Kevin of this, he was appalled. Since he was a Christian, he couldn't agree with her decision to cheat on her husband. Most of all, he couldn't stand how an innocent, unborn child had to die because of the choices she made in her life. Delroy only laid out the dirty laundry to Kevin since he was representing the doctor in the case. Kevin was able to convince the judge of Amber's infidelity, which allowed Delroy to gain full custody of the children. If she was completely innocent of Delroy's death, there would be no reason to hide those facts. Amber placed one hand on her hip as she laughed. <laughs> Kevin, after all these years, you still took Delroy's word as the gospel truth. My affairs were something he assumed, all part of his imagination. As for my abortion, I understand how you're Christian and all, so you think I'm going to hell for it. But we still live in a country where it's still my body and still my choice. She grinned at Kevin, 
then took a few steps away from him. Amber quickly looked back at him with the same look. Isn't lawyer-client confidentiality a wonderful thing? As she walked away, Kevin wondered if calling him that night was some sort of revenge for representing Delray in the case. Not only did she lose custody of the children, but she also didn't receive a single penny from the divorce either. The lawyer believed she was more upset about the money than the kids. Duran was moving his electrical equipment into the dining room the next morning as Joy was eating pancakes. She sat at the glass dining room table with her phone next to her breakfast. He kissed his wife on the cheek, then told her he was heading out. Okay, baby, have fun. He turned back around and pointed back at his wife. You keep yourself and our child out of trouble, especially with Amber back in town. Joy still found it crazy that the woman came back after her divorce with Delroy. The journalist never imagined she'd see that woman again. She also never imagined her former neighbor would randomly be murdered in the comfort of his own home either. With Amber back for however long she'd be staying, Joy wondered why. As Jared and Daisy grew older, their mother couldn't even send them a gift or a birthday card. Joy began to wonder if Amber forgot that she gave birth to the two. Even if the woman wanted to offer her condolences to her children, couldn't she have called? Why would you even mention her? Probably because I'm sure you're still curious about who killed Delroy. He had a point, but Joy wasn't going to let him know it. With that curiosity of hers, she began to wonder. Maybe there was something deeper to Delroy's death, which caused Amber to return. At first, she honestly was planning on staying away from the woman. Since her husband gave her the idea, Joy was interested in paying her former neighbor a visit. I love how you look out for me. Duran raised his eyebrows, then walked out of the house. As soon as he was gone, Joy quickly grabbed her phone and called her father. If anyone knew how to get in touch with Amber, it was him or her mother. When the father and daughter greeted each other, Kevin asked Joy what exactly it was she needed. Amber's phone number. Why? It's just that I find it crazy how I haven't seen her in such a long time. Since she's in town for the time being, I don't want to miss my chance at, you know, catching up. Don't you mean you don't want to miss your chance at hearing what she has to say about Delroy's murder? She was grateful to have a father who knew her well. There were moments when it didn't work in her favor. Joy was hoping this wouldn't have been one of those moments. You're the lawyer, Dad. Would it be a crime? I don't want you having to dig deeper into this than you need to, Joy. 
even if I get Amber's number or not, I will. Joy heard her father sigh through the phone. <sighs> Fine, just be careful. With God on my side, I'm sure I'll be all right. After Joy was finished working, she arrived at the hotel Amber informed her she would be staying at. Joy saw it as a blessing that the woman didn't refuse to speak with her. Amber probably still saw her as a little girl next door other than being a journalist. For several minutes, Joy sat at the round glass table in the hotel lobby, waiting for Amber. Once Amber arrived, she was just as Joy remembered her. The woman was still older, but looked good for her age. As she walked closer, Joy got up from the chair and was hugged by Amber. She intended to extend her hand, but Amber had another thing in mind. The two sat down, then Amber acknowledged Joy's pregnancy. To be respectful, Joy thanked her former neighbor and asked about her day. I have a feeling that you didn't come all the way over here for that. Amber said. Her face made it seem like it was all right with the world. Joy wasn't sure how to respond to what she just heard. As Amber said, she came all the way to the hotel. There was no way she was going to leave with nothing. It's been years since I've seen you. After hearing that you were in the area, it's only natural for me to find out what you've been up to all this time. Ms. August. Oh, wait, you're not in August anymore. Mrs. Walters. I'm fully aware that you're a journalist. From the articles I've read, you're an excellent one. I'm sure your parents are proud of your achievements. Because of your achievements, do you expect me to believe that you only wanted me to make small talk with you? My ex-husband was shot and killed. Let's start this again. What do you really want? No matter how surprised Joy was, she refused to allow Amber to get the upper hand. In cases like this, the journalist made sure to seem cool and collective. She didn't care if she felt as if she was losing the battle inside. Okay, Amber, here's what I really want. I really want to know the real reason you're back in Orlando. To see my kids, of course. Are you sure? Don't you find it interesting how you haven't seen or talked to your children all of this time? But when their father is murdered, you show up as if you've never been gone? Is there a point to this, Joy? When you were little, you were always so curious. I never would mind since you were a child and wanted to know all about photography and my business. As we both sit here, we're both aware how you're a grown woman now. Woman to woman, what are you trying to imply? Joy's hands were raised in the air. I'm not trying to imply anything. All I asked were simple questions. As a way of beating Amber in the game she started, Joy leaned forward with her hands folded. But 
if you are truly hiding something when it comes to the real reason of why you're here or Delroy's murder, I must inform you that I will eventually find out. Amber didn't show it, but Joy felt as if she had the upper hand now. The older woman seemed unfazed on the outside. It didn't mean she was freaking out on the inside. I think it's best for this meeting to end. You live your life and you can let me live mine. In other words, stay out of my business. Her words caused Joy to snort. <laughs> Was that supposed to be some threat? As a journalist, I'm sure you love stories. Here's a story which you were too young to know. Amber began to use a tone as if Joy was a child. This was something she didn't appreciate. Before Dr. Davidson and I divorced, I had something called an abortion. Now you look like you're far along in your pregnancy where you're able to bond with your child. I prevented my own flesh and blood from seeing this world. If I could do that, then I need you to keep it in your mind to protect that baby with your life. It would be a tragedy if you suddenly stopped being pregnant. Joy's jaw dropped to the floor after hearing what Amber said. The woman stood up from her seat, then walked away. Once she was gone, Joy looked down at her stomach, then placed her hand on it. She never remembered Amber as someone who could send chills down her spine. That Friday evening was something Daisy wasn't looking forward to. It would be the day she and Jared would have to bury their father and say bye to him forever. Saying bye to the man who loved, cherished, and took care of her and her brother was unbearable. Daisy always knew she wouldn't have her father in her life forever. She just didn't expect it to happen so soon. Since the Davisons weren't religious people, they just picked the best cathedral they could find for Delroy. It was only Jared and Daisy inside so far. They were waiting for the rest of their father's side of the family to arrive. Delroy was originally born in Texas, so once the funeral was over, their grandparents, uncles, aunts, and cousins would head back there. The two siblings sat in the front row of the cathedral. Jared had his arms around Daisy, who seemed to have run out of tears and energy. This day feels so long. I understand, Daisy. You gotta get through it. It seemed impossible to but she shrugged her shoulders anyway. Soon, they heard footsteps. Daisy thought that was the rest of the Davidson family. Instead, she realized it was the Eversons when she and Jared turned around. She stood up and walked toward her boyfriend, Andre. Andre gently held on to her, and she was grateful he showed up. She didn't expect his parents, Jacqueline and Kiefer, to show up, but she appreciated it. I'm very sorry for your loss. Jacqueline said after Andre let go of Daisy. 
This is such a tragedy. Thank you. Jared walked up behind Daisy and Andre. Thank you all for taking the time in your day to come here. It's very kind of you. All Kiefer did was nod, but Jacqueline grinned a little. Daisy didn't believe the day could get any worse, but it did when her mother had the nerve to show up at all. As the Eversons looked on, Amber walked over. Daisy turned to look at her brother. Jared didn't look back at his younger sister. Instead, he gave his mother a frustrated look. What are you doing here? Jared asked Amber as he stared coldly at her. For you, Jared. For you and for your sister. No matter how much you don't like it, your father was my ex-husband and I am still your mother. You were Delroy's ex-wife? Jacqueline asked with a shocked facial expression. That is what I just said. My name is Amber Clark. Who are you? This is my wife, Jacqueline. The legendary Jacqueline Everson. Amber said as she looked up and down at the former model. Friends of Delroy's? Not only was Daisy frustrated with how rude Amber was to the Eversons, but it was embarrassing for her to point out how uninvolved she was in her children's lives. If the woman truly cared, she would have known that the family was there because she was dating Andre. You could say that. Andre said as he placed his arm around Daisy. I'm Daisy's boyfriend. Amber's mouth was open wide. Oh. Too bad you're going to miss saying bye to dad. Jared said to Amber. Because there's no way you're going to stay here. Jared, please don't make this day any harder than it needs to be. Then take your advice, own advice, and beat it. Jared. Daisy said. She's right. This caused Amber to smile. But Daisy wasn't looking for her mother's approval. Amber, you can stay, but you stay far away from us. Amber nodded. Deal. People were pouring in as the August family arrived outside of the cathedral. It didn't take long for Kevin, Diane, and Chloe to wait for Joy and Duran to arrive. Kevin was about to lead his family inside, but he was caught off guard when he saw the Dereal family walking in their direction. Kevin didn't expect any of them to show up. Reuben stood right by Gerald as Nicole held little Amy's hand. Nicole hugged Diane and Joy as Reuben began to speak with Chloe. Well, this is a surprise. Duran said to Gerald. Was it your idea to bring the family with you or was it Nicole's? Since Delroy was your neighbor, Gerald said to Kevin. Nicole thought it was a good idea to bring, a good idea to be here for all of you. And before you ask, I, I go a lot to funerals of victims whose murders I'm investigating. As long as it's an open funeral and I stay far away from the family's view. Kevin nodded. It's good to see you and your family here. 
but I'd also like to ask you if you came here to pay your respects or investigate. If there's a reason to, it's a little bit of both. The two families walked inside as the August family sat down on the same row as the Dorio family sat on the row behind them. While Kevin was seated, he noticed Amber turn around in his family's direction. The woman smiled and waved, but she wasn't waving at him. Looking at who this greeting was aimed at, he noticed Joy nervously looking away. With his eyebrows lowered, he was not only confused, but concerned about this strange interaction. Duran whispered something in Joy's ear, but she must have assured him as she nodded. Kevin assumed that Duran asked Joy if she was okay. By the looks of it, things seemed far from okay. Not long after everyone in the cathedral was seated, Jared stood on the platform. He began by thanking everyone who came. Since my father's death was a surprise, I wasn't sure who to ask to speak for his eulogy. As his son, I thought it wouldn't hurt to try. Jared began to speak about Delroy's birth date and place. The young man went on to mention the names of Delroy's parents and his siblings. He mentioned how his father worked hard to educate himself to the best of his ability to become an incredible doctor. Delroy Davison was an incredible father. He knew it was important to work hard to provide what my sister and I needed. When he spent a lot of time at the hospital, my father did his best to make it up to days in me by spending quality time with us. That man wanted to have a relationship with his kids. Dr. Delroy Davison was someone who wanted to know his children. As a child, I had no idea how hard it was for him to be a father and a doctor. The more I grew, the more I appreciated what my father did for us. It wasn't easy being a single father, but he made it work. The second Jared mentioned this fact, Kevin glanced at Amber, who had her head face down. At least Jared didn't use this time to call out his mother by name. She probably planned on attending the burial. Just in case she wasn't, Kevin needed to inform her on an important subject. Kevin informed his family how he needed to stay at the burial to speak with a few people. This meant Diane and Chloe needed to count on Duran and Joy to give them a ride back home. Many people were heading out of the cemetery. When it came to the reading of Delroy's will, he couldn't allow everyone to leave just yet. Of course, the first two people he needed to acknowledge were Jared and Daisy. The Everson family were still with the siblings, but Kiefer was tapping his foot as if he was in a rush. Amber, on the other hand, stood feet away. Once she turned around to leave, Kevin got to her just in time. You're not going anywhere. Kevin said. Amber gave the lawyer a confused look. What do you mean? Come with me. He and Amber started walking towards the Davidsons and the Eversons. Jared gave his mother a dirty look while Daisy looked away. What did Daisy tell you earlier today? 
Jared asked. Kevin reached out his hand to keep Jared from saying more. Don't blame your mother. I brought her over here. What for? The reading of your father's will. Kevin responded. Well. Kiefer said. Guess it's time for us to leave. You and Andre can leave, but not Jacqueline. Kiefer and Andre looked at Kevin, then looked at Jacqueline. Sorry. Jacqueline replied. I don't understand. You need to come to the reading of Delroy's will too. Thank you so much for taking the time in your day to listen to Never As It Seems. Come back next Friday to find out what happens next in this intense, twisted drama. Please feel free to share and subscribe. See y'all next time, if you're prepared.